Yo, yo, yo! It's the Minnesota Sports and Variety Show Special Edition. Special, special. Um, hey, we are just on the uh, the playoff, you know, heater right now with the Minnesota Twins, and I wanted to do a little quick reaction on the Vikes game yesterday. As uh, PA says, fo- uh, football always wins, and uh, a couple of people reached out to me and said. They wanted more NFL content, and uh, so here we are. Uh, thanks for um, making a little bit of time for me today, Mr. Zeller. Absolutely. Well, you know, we have the Twins, the Vikings, uh, Gophers get the shit kicked out of them, and uh, Minnesota United quite sneakily might make the playoffs, man. This is this is a good time to be a Minnesota sports fan. I mean, except Seriously. for Vikings fans. Except we, for Vikings we, fans, but... We wild look, raced somebody. Yeah, it, the, wild, the Wild look good in the in the yeah, preseason. Uh, let's go. Timberwolves, you know, Timberwolves are always, you know, there's always some... Uh, Could be plucky. Mi- misplaced hope in the in the Timberwolves that <laughs> they will they will suck out of you over the course of the winter. But yeah, man, it's in the East. we're not Miami by any stretch of the imagination, right? We're not uh, going to Final Fours and competing for international championships and making it to finals and things like that that we don't deserve to. But in terms of cold cities, this is not a t- not a terrible one to be a sports fan in right now, which is a weird thing to say um, as a Minnesota sports There's fan. Hope. So there is hope. Yep. So just starting off quickly um, with the Vikings, you know, uh, this this season has been the season of the turnover. Uh, first goddamn play of the game, uh, the new tight end, Oliver, gets a nice catch and run, maybe about 16 yards. Ball comes loose on the tackle. Um, you know, the we had to settle for a field goal on a fourth and four. That was, you know, inside the 40. Um, Addison had a great touchdown. Um, it was 13-10 at that point. Uh, Cousins made a great crossing route to Addison. Um, I, I thought overall we had a lot of drops in this game. Um, Hawkinson had three big drops. Um, I thought I posted that in here somewhere. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hawk had three drops and, you know, uh, uh, several other players had a drop. So it, it was not a good day to not play clean football against a really great, you know, quarterback and Patrick Mahomes. Um, we had a really cool fake punt though. Um, CJ Ham had the key block on it. Oliver also had a key block on it. And uh, Cousins actually snuck the ball like three times. It wasn't pretty, but uh, Kirk Cousins has not been a great QB sneaker over the years. And it's such an important play. Like if you see the Philadelphia Eagles, like have people talking about changing the rules of the game because they're so proficient at it. But anyways, we had three successful sneaks, which was pretty crazy. A um, couple other key plays. Uh, Justin Watson caught the ball over Cam Bynum, I believe it was, who seemed like he timed his jump a little bit too early. We just had a lot of those this year where it's like the Caleb Evans one where we're about to pick the ball off and then nope, the other team has it and turn into a 33-yard reception. There was, there was a few just really um, – big calls that didn't go our way in this game. Also, there was a catch on the sideline where it looked like the receiver's foot came up and um, we challenged on, on that one and, uh, and it held up. And then there was another challenge where it looked pretty clear that Kelsey had caught the ball and we challenged and we lost a timeout there. And um, anyways, it was uh, fourth and one with six minutes le- left in the third. And um, it was just an awful, awful third quarter for the Vikings. Um, I'm pretty we had a lot of these last year where we kind of just had the, the third quarter blues and um, and and it was bad. Uh, some of the key things that happened in the third quarter that were bad for us was on a third and third and 18 camp. Bynum jumped early. Uh, the Chiefs scored a touchdown. Hawkinson had one of his drops. We burned a challenge. Uh, we lose a challenge. We. Uh, Fourth and one, Harrison Smith had a, a key inter- interference play. This was the second. This was maybe the most pivotal play of the game was basically in live time. It did look like maybe Harrison Smith 
held him up a little bit, but when they slowed it down, it was their receiver that really grabbed Dirty Harry. And that it was it was a really tough call. And then later on in the game, when it looks like a pass interference is going against them, they pick up the call. So those two calls, I, I, I hate to like blame the refs too much. And I don't completely think the refs are why we lost this game, but there was a couple of, it didn't seem like we were the hometown team. There was a couple of calls that really did, did not go our way. Um, the chiefs had a first and 25 for a first down. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Just m- my overall thoughts on it were Addison had some nice catches. The Madison TD was a really nice run. I, I don't like to see Hawk having those three drops. Um, JJ got hurt at the end, was not available for our final drive. That's scary. He's got a hamstring problem. Um, Powell uh, had a good game. Uh, KJ Osborne actually had a pretty good game and he had been, you know, radio silent almost all year. Uh, we also had trouble getting plays off again. It looked like we weren't getting the play in uh, fast enough. And then at the end, we we don't even get a uh, a fail Mary attempt. We get, we get sacked. So I think a lot of people have been saying, Oh, you know, we're so close in all these, all these one score games. Um, it's a little bit misleading because we have only thrown 12 passes with the lead the entire year. So yes, it's been a one score game, but almost always we've been trying to come back and to win the game or tie it. So, you know, I think we really had a great chance of winning the Tampa Bay game. Um, the chargers game was close. The Eagles game, it looked closer than it really was. And, um, and this game, it was unlucky. So anyways, I think we, we have a lot of talent. My brother said, this might be the most talented one in four team that's like ever existed in the NFL. And I think that that is true. We have played some unlucky and we've played some down and, and all these turnovers have just, it's stuff that we didn't do last year. Right. I don't think that mysteriously our KOC has turned into a bad coach or anything like that. He struggled with some in-game timeout and end-of-game scenarios last year, and that's been a similar theme this year. But I think he's still a good coach. I think Brian Flores is a good defensive coach. I think we're we're a little low on talent in some key positions, and and we haven't gotten lucky like we did last year. We, balls are going through our hands and bouncing off our helmets and going to the other team for walking in for touchdowns, and that did not happen last year. It's kind of a a classic regression to the mean, and, and it's it's frustrating, to be quite honest. Um, but at least you know, they play, they played them tough. They show that we're not too far away. We're not Chicago, you know, just getting, getting killed here. And, um, I don't know. I, I think there's, there's hope for the Vikings in the future. We still have the best receiver in the league. Um, we're probably in a good position to draft a quarterback and a, in a high, uh, pick, you know, it's going to look like, and so you got to get that right. And then you'll have a, a cheap quarterback on a rookie deal. And you, you can turn things around in the NFL very quickly from year to year. It is not a long rebuild anytime. Uh, yeah. So anyway, any thoughts on the, the state of the skull? <laughs> uh, no, that's that jives with everything that I've heard from people that uh, that I that I know. Um, but uh, didn't the Bears just beat uh, Washington like 40 to 20 or something on Thursday? So um, are the Bears worse than the Vikings? I guess. I mean, yeah, obviously, the answer is yes. We'll find out in. Uh, on the weekend, right? Because don't those two teams yeah. play each other? I mean, on any Sunday? given Sunday, we've been terrible at Soldier Field. Could we lose to this Bears team? Sure. I mean, at any game in the NFL is kind of a coin flip. Like even the line for the Chiefs game was only what three and a half, four points or whatever. So even though, yeah, the Chiefs are a better team, it's still like a 60 40, you know, 55 45. It's not, right. none of these teams are, you know, just 80 20 or 90 10. It's just the, the, the games yeah. come down to a few plays and just, We've not made those plays, you know. Oh, uh, 
Hawkinson talk, dropped it. Yeah, we, we can talk from we can get, uh, transition from one snake bitten uh, franchise to another. <laughs> maybe 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 less snake bitten now. I don't know what kind of uh, what kind of voodoo uh, this twin team is doing, but um, man, they're they look uh, they finally their bats finally came alive last night. That was the I think that was the big the big takeaway from the weekend. Um, obviously, splitting uh, the you know the, the first two games in Houston is great because it gives them home field advantage. Uh, for the next couple of games here, if they can, you know, potentially win out and, and make it to the uh, LCS, um, you know, in in uh, four games. But yeah, man, uh, I know you probably had some thoughts on the Twins too, though. So I don't need to. Yeah, no, I just I, I ended up yeah I ended up like watching a lot of it, and um, you know, I have not historically like watched a ton of baseball over the last number of years, but I just. I just, it's like really exciting that there's just so many baseball games. It's hard to get really into any game, but now that you're in the playoffs and they matter so much, I find myself just much more captivated by it. And that's like the same thing. My brother said, like he's watched both the games, like, and I was like, Oh, like you're in and out. And he's like, no, like I watched the whole thing. So I think we're getting like a lot of casuals right now. And I don't think it's really like bandwagon. I think it's just the fact that you have a lot of like stuff to follow in this mm-hmm. town. And if baseball is like not your main thing, then it's kind of tough. Like, I follow the loons yeah. closely. I go to a lot of games. You know what I mean? You only have so much time. So, right. Well, the, I mean, the, it, you know? the, the thing about the twins, and you know, it used to be um, this started happening like when they moved the majority of the games behind, uh, you know, on cable. So I was like, what the late nineties? Yes, I think was when it was when the games went. Most of the games went from over the air to uh, cable, and then what I think it was like two thousand and five or two thousand six is when they went fully. Basically, there's no games on broadcast TV anymore. And there used to be like a, I think the Sunday afternoon games were on TV on Fox or or, or CBS or whatever. And then, yeah, I think I, I want to say it was like 2004, 2005 is when they are, none of the games were on <clears throat> broadcast TV, except for when the playoffs happen. Um, right. So, you know, so you, we've you lost a lot, a lot people, of casuals yeah, because so I think, people yeah, aren't going to pay young for kids, these You know, young yeah. kids and stuff. And, and, you know, yeah, I mean, I go to, I try to go to, you know, five to 10 baseball games a year, but, um, that's even, that is tough for me to, to make work, you know, <laughs> like, and, um, I love baseball. I mean, baseball was my first, you know, true love in terms of yeah, sports same. stuff. And I, even I, you know, I barely, I mean, I also don't have any cable pack. I don't have a cable package or any streaming package or anything like that, that has access to the Bally sports stuff anyways. So it's, it's tough for me. Um, you know, I'll catch it with met the bar for something else and the game's on, I'll, I'll watch the game or whatever, but yeah, man, these last, um, no, those these last four games have been super, super freaking fun. Um, I mean, the, the first two games were very stressful. Uh, I know I was even that game two where I went uh, uh, last week to the clincher against mm-hmm. Toronto. You know, I we were in control of that game the entire way. But even still, I was like kind of like, you know, squeaky bum time, as Al- Sir Alex <laughs> Ferguson used to say um, the entire time. And then that Thursday and then the game on Friday night. Um of course, like it come, they come out twins, you know, go one, two, three in the first. And then, of course, Jose Altuve, you know, almost first pitch, right? Blast a home run. Yeah. To, and then it's like and then they score, they give him another two run home run and the game's just going on. You're just like, OK, well, Houston's just dominating. Justin Verlander's on the on the on the bump. And that dude is he's a twin killer. Uh, he always has been. Um, and and then, you know, they they got they didn't really even get to him too much. But, you know, his pitch count was up. And then they brought in the bullpen. I think we talked about this uh, when we recorded the podcast over the weekend. Um, this Houston bullpen does not scare me. It, it's not like it used to be. This Houston, yeah. I don't know if you remember, we played Houston a couple years ago during that COVID uh, 
the COVID season where we hosted the mm-hmm. playoffs and we got swept by Houston. Yes. And Framber Valdez uh, was the was like sort of the main line pitcher there. He did not look great yesterday. Uh-huh. And um, and then uh, and their but their bullpen was just lights out, right? You there was no there was no weak link there. Um, and what happened was is that their bullpen is not as good. They don't have they have don't have any lefties in their bullpen, and that is mm. like the. Like that is the one kryptonite this Twins offense uh, ha- has. Like they cannot, for the most part, cannot hit lefties. They don't have right. any uh, good righty right. mashers, and the, and the ones who are, like Byron Buxton, um, are hurt. Right, Carlos Correa, <laughs> Ben Hurt. So even those guys who are the ones who typically would mash right-handers, <clears throat> um, they they're hurt, so they can't they can't even. Or sorry, lefties, um, they can't even do that. So the fact that they got to Framber Valdez, that they roughed him up. Um, that they got to that ball. And I don't know, just like that game, the game yesterday. So the game on, on uh, Wednesday, I don't know. I had, I had lingering doubts. I was like, oh, but, you know, they got this. They get one more game at home if they lose and mm-hmm. whatever. After that, like those first few innings of that game, and you know, I saw them load the bases against Fran Valdez. I was like, oh, yeah, there's no way. The Twins is, this is, Twins have this game. Like, there's no way they're losing this game. And that is not something I felt no. about any Minnesota no. sports team. <laughs> let alone the twins uh, in quite some time. Um, I guess maybe uh, you know, I wouldn't even say I, I didn't even feel it against like that against Houston or against LA uh, for the Minnesota United game on Saturday. I felt there's a, there's a way that we can blow this game. Don't like, let's not until they, until we sing wonder why I'm not worried. I'm a little worried. We might blow this game. I never once felt that watching the twins game yesterday. It was just, it was absolutely magic. And so I'm, I'm super excited. They, I think they have a, like a really legitimate shot of I think winning so. these two games at target so. field. They, they look very it, confident. Like a lot of their players, like Correa looks super confident. Yeah. Like they don't look like they're the moments too big. Like they look like we're, we're here. Like yeah. this is legit, you know? And on the, and on the other side of the bracket, um, t- uh, Texas went into Baltimore and just kicked the shit out of Baltimore. So if mm. Texas finishes the job and we win, we will be the uh, higher seed for oh, the wow. LCS, which oh, wow. I <laughs> did not expect, together. right? So yeah, so that's, it is really, I mean, it would be, it would be phenomenal. It would be just a, uh, a uh, beautiful magical run. Um, and so of course it probably won't happen, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, there's, there's a great, I can't remember, I can't remember where, where I read it, but there's a great piece. It was either might've been min post or might've been, uh, on ra- the racket, which is the old, a uh, bunch of the old, a few of the old city pages, people basically saying like we're Minnesota sports fans. Like we are bred to be pessimists. Like, but it's like, we don't have to embrace that. You can embrace being an optimist and you can just, you know, wish the best for your team. And, and, you know, the, the, no, I think it's so hard. A, lot of, a lot of the Minnesotan is, it's like, we, we, we're bracing, like we, I mean, that's Minnesota, right? So it's winter. So you brace yeah. yourself for winter and you're like, okay, what do we, but the people who have the, the best time in Minnesota, uh, I mean, I'm not a big winter fan, so I, I don't, whatever. I, it's, it's a thing that I just deal with, but like people who, people who are like, have like are the healthiest, have the best mindsets are people who are like, you know what? Yeah, it's winter. So we're going to go sit outside um, under some, you know, some heat lamps and be outside, or we're going to go, these are the people who like, like doing outdoor shit. So like cross country ski or snowshoe or ice fish or whatever, like those people have it. I mean, and I think that's how we should take, we should, we should, Minnesotans should embrace their sports teams as the Minnesotans who love living here, embrace winter, right? Like just go with it. Right. It's, it's a just thing. Make, so just make, just I, make the best of it. Just pretend I, now, like they haven't let you that, down for the last now 30 that heat, years. Now that heat <laughs> is out, now that heat is out. Uh, I have no negativity in my life. And even then, so even with my even friend with him, said that you sounded the happiest that you ever did on the last podcast. I was like, well, even, even, uh, even with, even with him, I, I, I was trying to do, I, I was doing my damnedest this year to just basically not talk about him at all. Like we talked a little, a little bit on the podcast, but like yeah. I didn't tweet about Heath. I didn't, I didn't do hashtag Heath out. I don't think 
since last year. Like I was just like, you know what? It's what it is what it is, man. I, I'm so I'm trying to embrace a new positive positive mindset about these sort of things. So, um, what were your thoughts on 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 those two games uh, over the weekend? Yeah, just like okay, if, to give the listeners a little bit of just details in case they didn't see the game. Uh, did, you know, Verlander played absolutely great. Um, twins had a, the story was Twins had a lot of runners in scoring position early, hit into uh, double plays the first two innings, and it was kind of like just really frustrating. Um, oh, I thought Ober pitched pretty well overall. Yeah. Um, you know, gave up a few runs. Maeda came in, made a little, got a little messy too, a couple runs. And then, uh, the, then the announcers, um, you know, AJ Przinsky's in the booth, the classic twins, you know, a bad guy from those white Sox teams or whatever. And, uh, they got like a three man booth and they've been interesting. They kept saying, you know, Overlander keeps getting better, keeps getting better, but pretty soon it's going to be out of this game and you can, you can get to the relievers like, like you were saying, and twins yeah. got to, it, how, do you pronounce it? Neris? Is that N- Neris? Uh, Hector. He- yeah. Hector Neris. Neris, Neris. I think I, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Pol- Polanco hit a bomb, uh, you know, to right field. Lewis hit a bomb down the left field line. Um, somebody, what you said, is it, Al- is it Alvarez on the, uh, Houston that had two home runs in this? Uh, yes, I believe believe Alvarez did. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, it was, it was a six, four game, but the the twins were in it. They hung around. They, you know, they, they made it interesting. They, 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 they didn't just wither into the night. I would say it was a, it was a gutty effort and I don't like, you know, moral victories, but at least it made you, you you know, it wasn't six, zero. It was kind of like, we're in this, we're around. And then I said, we need to take game two tomorrow night. And so, you know, right away, uh, there's a runner on Polanco and Roy struck out, but then Correa just comes up. Confident, like I said, drives, just smashes into the wall, drives in one, one zip twins. And then uh, Farmer had a pitch high and inside and he just ripped it for a two run homer. And the twins then just continued to extend the lead and it was five zero. And everyone on Twitter started saying, uh, you know, that big salary for Correa is worth it now. And I just really thought that overall, like Lopez, he was just dealing like he looked just so cool, cool, calm, collected. Um, One, two, one, two, three inning in the bottom of the sixth. Like, I don't know. What, what, What did you think? Everybody, everybody, I mean, most people that I knew hated that trade for Arias uh, <laughs> that sent him to Miami, um, especially the first part of the year when the, the bats were not clicking at all. Um, I, I was I was always very optimistic about that trade. I'm not going to, you know, like I'm not trying to blow smoke up on anybody's ass. Like, <laughs> I was like, we need we need a, a top of the line uh, number one starter. Right. Just because you have a starter who starts opening day, that doesn't mean they're a number one starter. Right. The Twins have maybe had two in, in the in the last 30 years. Right. This is the last time they won the World Series. They've had maybe two true number one starters, uh, mm-hmm. Johan Santana uh, and uh, Francisco Liriano before he got hurt. Um, outside of that, like they've had starters who can, you know, they've had guys who are considered number ones, but they're not like, you know, top 15 best pitchers in baseball. Right. And in this case, uh, I think the Twins have one for sure and possibly two um, in Sonny Gray. So Pablo right. Lopez absolutely dealt yesterday. He was fantastic. Um, and that, and he's going to go, if, if they need a game five, um, he will go on, I think four days rest. That's huge. Uh, so they, yeah. They have Sunday great. They have Sunday great tomorrow. Um, and then, uh, who's been absolutely lights out for the second half of the season, um, pitched a brilliant game against Toronto, um, last week on Wednesday, he's on full rest. And my friend um, Chip notes that he's better in day games, apparently. Okay. So well, there you go. Too. And then, uh, and then if they, if, you know, if they win that, then, then Houston has to make a decision. Do they go trust in Verlander um, right. on three days rest? Who's, you know, he's 40. I, I think he's, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's not quite, not quite as old as I'm. He's 40 years old. He's 40. Um, yeah. 
yeah, he's yeah, he pitched great that first game, but is he going to be fully rested or do they wait and, and hope and, and hope they can get it to game five and he goes in game five? Um, so really, I mean, it's it. I think the Twins can win either way, but if they if they win tomorrow, they're really going to put some pressure on um, on Houston to to make some to make some choices in terms of who they who they go in game four. Um and so yeah, and then yeah, like I said, Carlos Correa has not been great yeah. most of the year. <laughs> most of the um, year. The dude, and then October the is his mi- time, right? <laughs> the dude is Mr. October, man. Like the dude is Mr. October. Like three he, for three, two doubles. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, he showed up. He yeah. showed up, and uh, especially he, against Houston, where maybe he might just try and overthrow it or over, you know, overhead or whatever. And then that that play to end the game. Did you see that play? The the, the last play of the game to to finish it off for for Minnesota. Yeah, I got a great fielding play, right? Absolutely insane. The fact that that guy's doing that is just absolutely bonkers. Um, the one, the one negative thing. I know I got to go pretty soon, but the one yep. negative thing from this game is uh, Royce Lewis. That that um, safety yeah, he got caught Royce in a rundown. Lewis, yeah. getting caught in a rundown like that. You Life don't want to see that. You don't no. want to see that if, if he's you know you're trying to get him back up so he can play third base because that is like that's maybe the one bad thing about this playoffs without with Roy Lu- Royce Lewis not at third base. Your your infield defense is significantly worse um and which is over the course of a season probably negligible but in a in a very tight you know five game series you know best of three series best of seven series or best sorry best of five or best of seven series one or two mistakes not even yeah, you, errors, you but actually just, just just like mental mistakes or whatever um could really uh could really cost you so all no, i'm i said man i'm embracing the positivity i i mentioned this to my aunt um we were at the game on Wednesday, the last time the Twins won the World Series. They they had to go through the Blue Jays and the Braves. I think I mentioned that uh, last week or you know last week when we recorded. Yep. But I'm and the Braves have uh, lost their first game too. So I mean, honestly, man, like everything is is coming up Minnesota, Texas. If they get to, <laughs> if they get to the next round, Texas will be tough. Um, they are they are they are stacked in terms of their yeah. their bats and their and their pitching. So um, that'll be interesting. But yeah, man, I uh, you have any last thoughts before before yeah, I jump yeah, off yeah. here? I have one last thought on the loons and just like how you're saying things are kind of trending the right way. You had mentioned like how talented this team is. And I will say from like a front four standpoint, uh, somebody tweeted this yesterday of Lud, Ray, Timu Puki, Bongi. That is a, that, I mean, that is a really strong front four. If Puki can score at this kind of clip, that's a that's a scary offense, and if you can get the defense right, a little bit more yeah. creativity and and skill in in in, in the midfield, I don't. Uh, there is definitely hope there. You know, yeah. they're, they're not. It's not like they get they have just these guys who can't play. They're, those are real players. You know. Yeah, I'll say I'll say I've uh, I'm recording. We're recording episode 300 of the Dave's I know. This yes. Evening. Uh, we have um I, Let's Chris go. Lindholm, former voice of the Loons, will be on. Uh, I think Andy Greeter, um, except maybe he does. He might have a lot more of <laughs> reporting and stuff to do, but we're hoping uh, <laughs> Greeter will make it. Um, so I have more thoughts on that. But the, one of the funniest stats I saw is that Timu Puki has 10 goals uh, in MLS um, so far since he joined in July. And uh, five of those, half of, half of those goals have come against the LA Galaxy. So, um, <laughs> you know, maybe the Galaxy is becoming what Minnesota United used to be, where if your team is struggling, uh, the Galaxy comes to the town. It's the team you want to play. And you uh, and you uh, write write your ships or whatever. So um, yeah, I'll definitely but, I'll definitely have more yep. to say on that. So check out the Dave Zeno podcast hey, uh, probably tomorrow when it, when it drops. The future um, though, we're gonna have a yeah. a, a, oh. a healthy healthy you know healthy Lud and maybe a you know rested Bongi and uh, yeah. And so Song I think bin. there's I think Song there's makes a lead Song next bin. year and yep. yeah you never know man. New coaching. All right man. All right. Uh, good luck with episode 300 night. Looking forward to listen to it. Have a good rest of your cool. day. Awesome. Thank you. Go Twins. Go Twins.
And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, awesome. oh, yeah, girl. Now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody.